What's up witches? Phil here. Now just before we crack into my favourite episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, I've got something very special to ask of you. On the 2nd of July, not only will it be the date that our season 2 finale drops on the air, but it's also a little thing called our first anniversary. For our first anniversary, we want to do something a little bit different, a little bit special, if you will, and that's where you come in. It's you guys that have really made this show happen. Sure, we chat absolute rubbish about Sabrina and put it together in an hour or so long show full of weird jokes and topics that we talk about for far too long, but it's your support, your reviews, your kind words, and your general enjoyment of the show that really makes it and brings us together. Because it's you guys that really make the show happen, we're giving you the chance to tell us what you would like to hear from us. So our very special first anniversary show is totally up to you. Do you want us to review your favourite TV show of all time? From any decade? What about your favourite movie? Do you want us to talk about that and maybe rip it apart or praise it? We'll even do a Q&A if you want, if there's, if there's questions you want to know about Sabrina or our lives, yeah. Let us know. Whatever you want, we will do. So you've got four weeks, we're giving you four weeks until the end of this season to get in touch and let us know what you want to hear us chat shit about. Get in touch via Twitter, at Sabrina Watch. Get in touch by Facebook, just type in Sabrina the Teenage Watch and you'll find us there. You can even give us an email, we're at sabrinateenagewatch at gmail.com. And if you listen to this on a streaming platform that uh, lets you leave comments and such, then yeah, just leave us a comment and let us know. And you've got until July 2nd to get in touch. Thanks, guys, and we look forward to reading all of your suggestions. Anyway, enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Sabrina the Teenage Watch, the podcast where three lethargic and loathsome layabouts review all 163 episodes of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. My name is Phil Dean, I am your host and your guide through this lethargic adventure, but I am not alone. I am joined by two of my finest comrades, my only comrades at that. You don't need any more when you've got guys like these. First of all, to the left is Mr. Graham Riley. Hello, Graham. Hi. Uh, yeah, feeling very lethargic and loathsome. <laughs> Not really, because it was a really good episode today. Yeah. I enjoyed it very much. It actually delved into a character who's not been fleshed out very much, that of our quizmaster, or Albert, as we now know him. Yes. Um, so we had the sort of like the, the humanity side of things, but actually taken to the other realm, which I think is the first time that's really been done. I think so, yeah. So it was a very good uh, episode all round, but I hope the guy to my right feels the same way. Hello, Chris Evans. Hi. Hi, Chris. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quick one. Can we call Albert Bertie, please? Bertie? I yeah. don't know, we'll have to ask him. Should I tweet Levi Ballard and ask if it's alright to refer to him uh, in the podcast as Bertie? I just feel like it's more fun and not beat than Albert. Yeah, I mean, well, we've been calling him Albert for a while just because in... Uh... We've been spoiled. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. were spoiled trying to find out what... Just find out more about him and, and the first episode he was in. But uh, yeah, no, he's actually called... Uh, he's referred to as Albert in this episode. Yes. But... I, ju- I just feel from what we've seen of him is... 
his outfits, his apartment that we now know is just rife with some amazing things, I feel like Bertie would suit him better. It's more okay. fun. It's more okay. fun. I don't want to spoil too much in this episode, but I made a bold claim before you guys watched it that this was my favourite episode of Sabrina thus far. Boys, do you share the same opinion? Um, I wouldn't say it's my favourite episode, but it is a cracker, particularly the really snappy script that Holly Hester uh, served up for us. Um, yeah, it was a very, very watchable. Yes, no, a very, very good episode, this one. I think just very, very funny, and in some parts, very un-Sabrina. Yes. Very, uh, like, sort of, like, influences from, from different shows, and there's one scene in particular which is quite disturbing. But in a good but in a good way, not in an accidental Drew Carey dancing with Valerie way. <laughs> no, yeah, not that disturbing, not legitimately disturbing, but uh, as you say, we saw a different side to Quizmaster, you know, we find out more about him. We also see a different side to Sabrina we've never seen before, like, the... the Midlife crisis kind of Sabrina. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we've seen her sort of act out a bit before, mainly in season one. The way she acts out here is a bit more understandable, and it's less just her being a dick, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. means it's easy to relate to her and identify with her and root for her, which is good. But no, I think a very, very good episode, and I just want to jump right in with it. Uh, are you guys ready? I am. Yep. Yep. Have you seen how we've not really uh, rambled on about other subjects because we just want to dive straight into this episode? Whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't don't knock our ramblings. Our oh, no, ramblings I'm not, I'm not are at all. bloody amazing. I'm just saying they it's... always lead to places that no one ever knew existed. <laughs> yeah, yes. Exactly. Things that sometimes the three of us didn't know existed amongst ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Stories we, that come out. We've learnt things about each other, which in just you know over a decade of regular friendship have never come to the fore before. But podcasts are evidently the medium. These uh, these hidden truths to unearth themselves. So yeah, I mean, it's a it's a journey for us, not just through Sabrina, but a journey into our friendship. Speaking of friendship, we had uh, bacon and hot cross buns. We did, we did a couple of weeks ago. Chris said that uh, yeah, toasted tea cakes and bacon is the way forward. And me and Graham were a bit skeptical. We love both of those things, tea cakes and bacon. But we thought, you know what, let's give it a go. And I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, it was it was, it was a sweet and it was a savoury. But they sort of um, colluded, um, you know, beautifully. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so, you, so uh, if you pardon the pun, some of you listening might have scoffed at this idea regarding the food. But uh, no, take it from take it from three of us. It's not just one crazy man saying. Three crazy men are saying, have toasted tea cakes and bacon. Don't have sauce, just butter. Just yeah. butter. Butter the nose up, baby. Yeah. Right. And just like that, we've rambled up. <laughs> We're back on form, boys. This is episode 22, Quiz Show. In this episode, Sabrina falls out with her quiz master. He gets assigned to someone else right before Sabrina's hardest test as a witch yet. There's been an underlying friendship throughout, but we actually see what it means to both of them now. So, yeah, it's nice size to these characters we see. They waited the right amount of time before doing this that it really meant something to us because we know they have been through a lot together. And even though their relationship is very much teacher-student, inevitably they have become very fond of each other throughout yeah. and that's explored in this episode very well. It's that relationship that you you you, you knew was there. It's just, we got to we got to actually see it. Yeah. This is really fucking sweet. Yeah, so we got to see that. Uh, we also got to see uh, one thing that we joked about and predicted. Uh, it seems to have come true. I'm so uh, excited when we get to it. <laughs> and also one thing that we hoped to see. We, we weren't treated to it when it was first introduced, but by God, when this makes an appearance. You thought it was a throwaway gag and they would not remember. So it's just so great that they actually look back through the scripts of what has been said about the Quizmaster in his home life <laughs> yeah. and uh, delivered 
beautifully. It's continuity at its best. Yeah, it's it the best example of continuity in this show so far. But yeah, enough uh, enough gassing. Let's crack on. So the episode opens up with Sabrina being dead. At least that's what Salem thinks. But in actual fact, she's trying to turn herself into a 70s disco cover band, Water, Wind and Fire. Apparently, witches can turn themselves into these elements, and it's the hardest thing a witch can do. Salem says his hardest thing to do was saying no to pie. If it's the hardest thing for a witch to do, that would explain why so many died during the Salem witch trials. Because they used to get thrown into the water, so they could have just turned themselves into water. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea, yeah. But they couldn't. But they couldn't. Or they did, and then just slinked away in the lake. People thought they drowned. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Oh, wow. So so in Salem, every lake is actually just loads of witches. (laughs) No, no, no. They would have come out of there eventually. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's just to survive, they turn themselves into water. Okay. So the witches could survive during the Salem witch trials. And if they were burned at the stake... They turned themselves into fucking fire. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Problem solved. People... There were no witches died during the Salem witch trials. And also everybody they tried was actually a witch. There was no innocent victims because nobody died because everybody was a witch. But witches, they've got that shit covered. Wow. Yeah. So those pilgrims thought they were they were one up in these witches thinking, you know what? Let's burn them. Let's drown them. But in actual fact, they were playing right into the witchy hands. They were providing they? them with an escape route. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Mm. Well, and, and the the time that Zelda got uh, lowered down into the well, she turned herself into water, survived. That's how she got water. out of it. Yeah. Um, obviously, she eventually does manage to um, turn herself into water, doesn't she? She does. The effect where she's briefly like a liquidy outline of Melissa Joan Hart, very reminiscent. And I don't know if either of you two are familiar enough with the late 90s music videos to right. understand. Very familiar with the effect uh, employed in the video for TLC's Waterfalls. There's a brief moment where they, they are three like water women like doing a lot worse dancing than they would if they were human, because obviously it's like bad CGI, like limited movement, but very, very similar effect. Mm. Wait, which one's that again? The one that goes, don't go chasing water. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. We haven't discussed about wind, though, because obviously if burnt at the stake, drowning, were witches... Were they trying to be killed by being blown or thrown Wait. off something? Uh, <laughs> okay, um, they might have thrown them off cliffs, so they could have turned into the wind and just oh, yeah, that's floated true. away. Yeah. I don't recall any stories of witches being thrown off cliffs, but no. if, if that were to happen, that would be a valid way of doing it. Yeah, it's probably something you could apply these days. So a, for a witch out of a plane, she'd be yeah. absolutely fine. Oh, they could have just had a hoover on standby, though. As well. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Oh, living life in a hoover. Oh no, I remember something. I don't know where it's from, but I've got a very visual image of a witch being thrown off a cliff, landing on a broomstick, coming up and cackling at yeah. the villagers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a thing. thing. Yeah. It happens in Among, among Other Things, a Simpsons Halloween episode. So uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. That's probably what I'm remembering. <clears throat> yeah, there we go. So, uh, yeah, so uh, Sabrina eventually manages to turn herself into water. And, uh, yeah, Salem reckons they should have bought some, some rubber sheets. I'm sure Hilda has many stain-proof materials down in the dungeon that they could oh, have used. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. She's got some, what's it? There's, there's something in my garden. Tarp, tarp? Yeah, I'm sure she's got lots of tarp. Lots and lots of tarp. Yeah. Tarp, shrink wrap would have sufficed. Yeah. yeah. Basically, any form of, 
of plastic. Yeah, cling yeah. film, yeah. Same thing, rubber sheets as well. That just made me think of, you know, some strange fetishes that people have. <laughs> what? So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know how to put it, but yeah, that's how you're going to put it. Yeah, yeah. Sailor Moon is weird fetishes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Sabrina literally wets the bed, and it's on to the titles. <laughs> uh, uh, she's dressed in that nut costume again. Yeah, but she's, rather than saying, I'm such a nut, which, again, fact, we did like it. We did, yeah. But she actually went a bit further and sort of got a bit of a joke, which was also a fact. Yes, it was. I mean, technically, the one was, but it wasn't as much of a joke. She says, this is me in a nutshell. Yes. Yes. It yes. is. <laughs> this really, you know it's going to be a good episode when even the mirror gag works. It's funny. Even though yeah. it's, it's a repeated costume, but a different gag. I Which think... begs the question, did they do the two in the same day? Probably. And you just wonder why, since they have repeated costumes and gags, just the exact same clip, why they didn't just every costume just come with, come come with a couple of gags? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, she probably stood in costume and went, okay, Sabrina, uh, go. And she went, sorry, Melissa, she's not called Sabrina, is she? <laughs> <laughs> uh, go, Melissa, go. Uh, okay. Um, uh, I'm such a nut. Great. Print it. Um, this is me in a nutshell. Great. Got any more? Nutty. Oh. I'll, I'll, I'll cash you later. No, that's, not, that's, not as, that's not quite as good. We'll, cash we'll, you on we'll, the outside. We'll that one, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I can't think of any more. Uh, what, nut-related puns? <laughs> nut puns? Yeah. Nut puns. There's got to be something there about an almond. Yeah. yeah. She was named after a song by the Almond Brothers. <laughs> but she can't say that. I was named after an Almond Brother. <laughs> you know, uh... Trying to think for the nuts now. Brazil. Oh, yeah. Uh, P. <laughs> peanuts. 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 Um, uh, well, uh, walnuts. Walnuts. Walnuts, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think she picked the best two. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the kitchen where we find Zelda dancing a jig. And that's because Westbridge High have hired her as their new substitute chemistry teacher. Hilda reminds her that it didn't work out well last time, and we cut back to a dusty classroom, I assume is present day, full of skeletons and old people waiting for her to come back. I'll tell you what, they are some very committed students to have yes. waited for 70 years, potentially, for uh, their teacher to return. Yeah. They're... Watching, watching their friends die around. <laughs> yeah. well, <laughs> all their friends have died, and they've, yeah, so the smell in that classroom isn't too nice. No. But yeah, they're still going to wait five more minutes for her to rock up. I got a kick out of the old people being dressed like teenagers. I'm not <laughs> I did as well. It wasn't the scene. It was just yeah, old people wearing like a backwards cap and yeah. some like really childish uh, sweatshirts. Yeah, really yeah, fun. with like a sports number on it and things. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did enjoy. Yeah, that. very good fun. Sabrina isn't best pleased, obviously, when she hears this news. But upstairs, Salem and Sabrina are discussing how long it would take to travel around the globe and your tongue. Don't think you could manage it. Possibly Gene Simmons could. I don't. Know. Oh yeah. The Quizmaster suddenly arrives with an invitation to the 753rd annual Quizmaster Pupil Social, a compulsory event that Sabrina has to attend. Is it really, though? Mm, probably not. I mean, you know, it's been established that he's a pretty lonely man. Yeah. Um, and Not as lonely as we thought, though. Not as lonely <laughs> as we thought. However, also, I imagine, while it's not compulsory, possibly Quizmasters who can't persuade their pupils to come, maybe are kind of looked down upon a bit by yeah. the top brass in the Quizmaster uh, society. Yeah, if you're taking a leaf out of any teacher book, that is very correct. If you've organised a trip and students don't go on said trip, it looks bad on you. Yeah. 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 
But yeah, it's just it's just it's a high tea, isn't it? High tea social yes. for quizmasters, I guess, to show off their students to kind of brag about how good they are because it's coming up to the end of the the magic term. So Sabrina doesn't want to go, and too bloody right, it's a bit too much of a. A highbrow event for her, but she's well, got to she go. given fucking short notice, mate. She was she, given she like won. 12 hours notice. Not even that. He went, I'll pick you up this afternoon. I oh, mean, yeah. It was the morning she was about to go to school, so that could have been a minute past 12 or yeah. anything. Yeah, it could be anything. A few hours and she's just got to drop everything and go and have some... Uh, an afternoon tea. It's poor, poor fucking organisational skills. Well, it absolutely that is. is, mate. The, the quiz masters, yeah, they might be really impressive and they might be uh, highly respected with the work that they do, but. They can't fucking organise anything, can they? They couldn't organise a piss up in a brothel. Exactly, yeah. See what I did there? Doesn't really work. <laughs> no, I know, but uh, to, to, you know, piss up in a brewery, cool. orgy in a brothel. Never mind. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking about the you, you couldn't catch um, cap in a brothel or whatever it is. It's like, <laughs> that's a different. <laughs> yes, I see what you did. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah. yeah. merged the yes. two together. Yeah, yeah. yeah got you, you couldn't organise a. A tong show in Benidorm. Yes. <laughs> they couldn't do that either. <laughs> At school, and an optimistic Zelda reckons her pupils are going to learn like they've never learned before. However, it's apparent she's either too smart for the students or a bit of a crappy teacher. Well, probably a bit of both. I mean, she has a PhD. She does. She's massively overqualified for supply teacher work. Um, and, and again, I have a PhD. And you're Phil Dean <laughs> yes because I am Phil Dean okay <laughs> fucking hell um, thank god for that um, <laughs> oh god I thought the tongue show was where we were going to stop it at um, okay so yes she has PhD she's probably not used to explaining things at a an elementary level yeah. at a hey. sort of basic level that, um, that school children would understand mm. so she's probably sort of completely going Going too deep and completely throwing them for a loop. It's probably her, not them. Yeah. Well, she does. Um, she's trying to explain this conundrum, like the the, the redox reaction. Yes. Don't know anything about it, but I'm trying to learn. It's something to do with uh, copper and um, hydrogen. Hydrogen, yeah. and it's something happens. But she uses one formula; it doesn't work. She uses a more simple version, and then didn't she resort to Mister Copper marries Mrs. Acid, and yes. they go on their hydrogen honeymoon? honeymoon. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, people are still just not uh, getting it at but all. But no, that that in itself shows that she is a good teacher. She can deliver the same thing in many different ways yeah. for individual students to understand it. It's well, yeah, and she shows actually that she's quite a resourceful teacher indeed. And if you are intelligent, genuinely all-round intelligent, you will know how to play to your audience. And this is uh, kind of like the subplot of this episode, I yeah. guess. There's a lot going on in this one. And a good subplot as well, which yes. again adds to the all-round quality of the episode. Well, yeah. it's a good subplot that feeds the main plot It does, as well. yeah. yeah, so yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's probably the best thing about it. Yeah, because usually we get a subplot that is just completely out there and has no... Um, Relevance. Thank you. To to the main plot. Yeah. yeah. And I failed to mention as well that Zelda is a substitute teacher because uh, the usual chemistry teacher is in, uh, in the intensive care unit. I'm going to go with acid burns yeah, so or he... a Bunsen burner accident. Or he was run over by a car because all the, the staff at Westbridge High have got no luck with no. with cars, have they? No. At the Quizmaster Pupil Social, and our Quizmaster is looking super fly in his unusually sexy suit. Which, I'm trying to describe it, I put, it kind of looks like a pattern you'd find 
On the inlay inside a box of expensive chocolates. Yes, yes, very much. It's a, it's a gold. It's a yeah. It's a it's a black and gold number. Sam Sparrow yeah. would approve. Um, yeah, it's yeah. It's very that sort of crinkly stylish. sort of inlay thing yeah. between the chocolates and the inside of the cardboard. It's not made of regular soup material either, is it? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's quite. Um, that's the it's pattern. What, that's the. It's what I'd imagine Ferrero Rocher, uh, Ferrero Rocher box would be if it wasn't see through. Yeah. It's kind of like the pattern that you might see on as well on an advert for an expensive coffee. You know, yes, expensive yeah. instant coffee. Yeah, and all these yeah gold and so it's very cool though. Yes, it's very very cool. It's not me. It's quite the garment. Yeah, it made me wonder though when when they auditioned Alimi Bellard to play yes. the Quizmaster. Do you reckon they dressed him up in unusual clothes, or he just happened to look great in this? Outfit? I, I, Do you reckon I, it was the intention of the Quizmaster to to dress like this? I like to think that he turned up to his audition in a really out there outfit, and that's when they made the decision. Yes. I'd like to think so. I mean, other realm, as we see in this episode with the uh, the witches' council, and we've seen them before. Their uh, attire is quite quite something. Very like uh, Renaissance, aren't they? Yeah, Renaissance. Yes, um, I, I, I'm just going to say Tudor from now on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> very uh, eccentric dress senses are the norm in the other realm. Yeah. So he is hardly out of place in the way he dresses. Yeah. Amongst his peers. And maybe he actually dresses down when he comes over to the mortal realm. Yeah, yeah a bit more cash, yeah. 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 yeah so it's yeah. his time to shine in the other realm, I guess, isn't it? Um, so the Quizmaster keeps reminding Sabrina that she has her elements test in three days, and if she doesn't knuckle down, she'll not get her witch's license. But Sabrina just gets moody and goes to sulk in the toilet. And here we go. Yes. Uh, just before we get to there, there was a joke I liked where. Um, the Quizmaster saying, look, look, everyone here can turn themselves into water. That waiter's carrying a tray of water. Well, it's actually a tray of students. This <laughs> <laughs> yes. is very funny. A great, great yeah. joke. Uh, but no, yeah, the, the <laughs> prediction, they're in the bathroom and uh, Sabrina asks, there's this young woman in the toilet and uh, Sabrina asks her, is there a way out of here? And this young woman says, there's a swirling vortex behind those doors. Now, those doors are toilet cubicles. Yes. So the swirling vortex has got to be inside the toilet. So where would the vortex take you? Poo Realm! Poo Realm confirmed. Yes. <laughs> One of our silliest and crudest jokes that we've nonetheless gone back to on multiple occasions because we like poo jokes. Um, but it's 100% real. It is. I don't care what you say. I know, you're just being silly. But no, they've made a joke that there is a vortex, an infinite vortex going somewhere in the toilets. A vortex has to come out somewhere and they wouldn't want their, um, you know, their excretions just showing up just any old place, would they? No. It needs to be somewhere, a dedicated place. Much like we have the sewer. The sewer's not magical enough. The poo realm. Yeah. <laughs> Just amazing. Plus, there is no guarantee that each vortex, each cubicle leads to the same place. Therefore, there could actually be a multiverse poo realm. There could be. Yeah. There could be. There could be parallel poo universes. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, oh, I am so happy that the Pooh Realm is a thing. And this was just the beginning of uh, <laughs> things that we've uh, discussed in the past that made us very happy in this episode. Uh, do you reckon there's life in the Pooh Realm? Yes, um, or, or fecal matter. Because <laughs> humanised in some way. Well, it is a magical realm, so I yeah. guess, yeah. It... Yeah, it goes into the vortex. During this, the spinning vortex, it sort of, uh, it's like a centrifuge, and when it lands, it becomes, uh, it's, uh, it's a humanoid 
fecal matter. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, we could go into a whole theology of the poo realm. <laughs> I think that calls for an extra credit. <laughs> extra credit debunking the poo realm. <laughs> We'll write a thesis on it. We'll uh, we'll uh, we'll get a paper. We'll write a thesis on it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if if we ever decide to uh, to go on Patreon, um, then you can expect your money to pay for us <laughs> to write our thesis on the forum. <laughs> it's gonna be a bit naughty, guys. <laughs> Oh, this is our natural calling. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a new runny joke, isn't it? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. grown men laughing about shit. That's what we do best. And if you agree, then please give us a rating and a review on iTunes. Uh, I enjoy Sabrina Teenage Watch, particularly when they talk about poo. <laughs> Oh. Is what we're all going to write for ourselves later. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Under pseudonyms. Yes. Pseudonyms. Pseudonyms. <laughs> We've got to stop, otherwise, we won't stop. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, deep breaths. <laughs> okay. So Sabrina gets talking to this other young woman that's in the toilets and she tells her that she calls her quiz master Mr. If Evil Had a Face. To which she replies, is that an Indian name? Double racial insensitivity there. (laughs) One, Indian, obviously she's referring to Native American. Yeah. Two, just generally just making fun of like tribal (laughs) Native American names. Bad, bad. So the young woman tells her that the quiz masters come in all shapes, sizes and abilities and we then see a nun choke slam a young witch into a chair. (laughs) Yes we do. If there was one thing that I've always wanted to see, it's a nun choke slamming a young woman into a chair. (laughs) Oh we saw it didn't we? It's what we wanted. It's like I've ticked that off my bucket list. Yeah I mean if you cast your minds back to our pilot episode when when I asked you guys you know uh, what are you hoping to get from Sabrina the Teenage Witch uh, Chris, you specifically said you want to see a nun choke yeah. on a young witch into a chair. And then we edited it out because we were like, that will never happen. But <laughs> it is, yeah. yeah. There it is. Yeah. Uh, I've got my wish. Yeah. But it made me think, though, obviously, that a nun, obviously, they believe in that God created life, but obviously they're living in or working in a realm all to do with magic. But God could have created witches. That's very true, actually, yeah. So, hmm. Yeah, so in- interesting things to think about, oh. anyway. Not as interesting as the poo realm, obviously. No. That's great. Uh, so Sabrina leaves only to see the young woman take to the stage and thank everyone for coming, because it turns out that this young woman is the head quizmaster, who subsequently terminates the quizmaster's duty to Sabrina based on her bathroom moaning. And Sabrina's the one... She's, she's not really sorry for what she said. She's just angry that everyone looks so young so she just... she's angry that she got tricked into thinking she was just like um, imparting her woes onto just another student who's yeah. possibly got a, also got a quiz master that she despairs with and as it turned out because of the uh, fucked up ageing uh, processes in the other realm uh, that was actually yeah the big cheese however I'm pretty sure Hilda and Zelda are also 600 years old Roughly, yeah and this curly haired lass Apparently she's called Amy in the credits. In the credits. But she's never called that. So Amy, <laughs> yeah. the, the the head honcho of Quizmasters, yes. is also 600 years old, but looks like she's in her early 20s. But if she's head Quizmaster, she's probably a more powerful witch, so possibly she can sort of slow her ageing to a greater degree. Yeah. Wait, if that's <clears> true <throat> then, why did Drell look so old? 
Mm, maybe he wanted to, so he commanded yeah. respect. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Maybe okay. she, maybe she wants to pull the wall over people's eyes by appearing just like a, just an innocent. Or unless, unless Amy has got, um, she's got frequent visits from Mrs. Epidermis because she can get anything she wants. So rather than waiting every fifty years for an appointment, maybe she's got one every every five years. She has maybe. A, yeah, a daily face mangle. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, let's not go back there. No, no. Um, so, or it's even simpler. Hilda and Zelda have spent most of their time in in the mortal realm, and therefore will have aged alongside. Oh, starting what? starting to catch up. And yes, but if you stayed in the witching realm, you don't age as much. It's very or true. That's a good idea. Yeah. That could work. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think that. Yeah. So you age when you're living in the mortal realm, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, you do anyway. That's that's that's, that's a, a fact. That's Obviously, fact. witches. This applies to witches. Um, yeah, so Sabrina arrives home to tell Zelda and Salem about her problem, which Salem laughs at, taking Sabrina's It's funny, actually, a bit too literal. Zelda tells her that she has to plead to the Witches' Council to get the decision reversed. In front of the council, and Sabrina poorly fights her case, but she is denied because she doesn't seem to care about his teaching. So he is reassigned to another teenage witch called Ralph, who is a big fan of his work and a big geek. Uh, Quizmaster and Sabrina have a verbal spar, and they go their separate ways. We also learn that the Quizmasters are referred to by both by the Witches' Council and by the head Quizmaster, uh, just by their numbers. They are, he, yes. Is he 72069? Yes, he? something so like that. There's yeah, a yeah. lot of them. I don't know whether numbers get discontinued when Quizmasters die, or but that's, that's like the number that there's been ever, or whether like there is currently at least seventy two thousand and sixty nine uh, currently serving Quizmasters. Yeah, so it's but cl- if every witch has one, that's quite likely because there'd yeah. be as many Quizmasters as there are young witches. Mm. Yeah, but it makes it, it makes you realise that as well. Obviously, in a couple of episodes back. Um, we learned that quizmasters don't get paid very well. No, they don't. It's clearly a very unappreciated job as well, seeing that there's at least you know seventy thousand of them. Yeah, you know, very unappreciated job. I found it very, very uncomfortable when he got referred to by a number. It was, it was sort of that moment of, that's so not nice. He, so, he has a name which we learn. Yeah, he has a name. Why are you giving him a number? That's it's, it's all a bit Jean Valjean, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yeah. Two, four, six, oh, one. It's the only thing I know from Lamers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job it was right, wasn't it? Yeah, thank fuck for that. <laughs> the next day, and Sabrina is in denial about what has happened to her. Angry that the quizmaster hasn't checked up on her since they parted ways, the witches' council get in touch and tell her that they've run out of quizmasters, so she must be homeschooled. But Zelda is too busy, so good grief, it's Hilda's job. I'm turning into wind, I feel a breeze, Hilda says. That's just the life going out of us. <laughs> and then um, Hilda says, actually, I can't remember how to turn myself into wind. And then Salem says, have you tried cabbage? <laughs> <Yeah>. and, um, <laughs> we don't like fart jokes as much as we like poo jokes, but no. this still very much welcome. Yeah. yeah. Would cabbage help? I mean, yes. it, it would, but it yeah, would. very, yeah. very funny. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, it's good as well. Obviously, we like hearing links between witches and mortals because it makes them more relatable. It's good that, um, you know, witches... Um, but witches' digestive systems also react yeah, to cabbage. Yes, yeah. I like I like finding a common grounds with witches and to know that they are susceptible to uh, windy pops as there's, well. There's no more. Good. There's no more of a unifying uh, thing between humans than the fact that we all have bowels. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. it's good that witches do as well, and they work in more or less the same way. <laughs> yeah, yes. I mean, there's that. There's that book, isn't there? Everybody, Everybody poops. poops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Our favourite book, obviously. <laughs> obviously, yeah. Hilda then says the last time she turned into wind was when she became a tropical storm and killed a bunch of holidaymakers. Yeah, we get some actual stock footage of a hurricane. Um, was it to get her own back on? She she had a row with her boyfriend or a boyfriend something? Danny. Yeah. A boyfriend Danny and... He went off for a walk. He went off for a walk. She didn't want him to enjoy his walk. So she became a hurricane. Um, and blew everything away, and um, it didn't work. Danny didn't um, sort of uh, suffer. Danny didn't suffer because he fell in love with his relief worker. So it was clearly quite a serious storm she caused, and people probably died. I don't know why we're surprised, but I mean... Well, I was surprised because so far I, I thought it was just straight-up murder, not yeah. not mass murder on a <laughs> yeah. single day. Becoming, on a yeah, catastrophic level, becoming yeah. Becoming a natural disaster. What's that storm called Hurricane Hilda? That's what I want to know. Yes. It, uh, yeah, I reckon it was. Yeah, it was yeah. over the Caribbean. I'm on this. <laughs> yeah. You guys carry on. Yeah, no, Has there been a Hurricane Hilda? Yeah, we'll type it. Hurricane Hilda. <laughs> Hurricane Hilda, 1964 tropical cyclone. The Gulf Coast of the United States, so exactly pretty much where where she said she was in the Caribbean. So mm. affected areas: Cuba, Louisiana, the Yucatan Peninsula. So it's main, mainly America that it affected. Yeah, the um, southern southern coast of America. But yeah, there you go. Hurricane Hilda, nineteen sixty four. Hilda was dating uh, Danny. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, a lot of people died, a lot of people uh, were hurt, but, uh, you know, Danny fell in love with a relief worker, which was a great relief for all. In school, and Zelda is still baffling students, as even Libby is drooling with confusion. However, after a relatable example, she finally cracks it and uncharacteristically hugs Zelda. Also, Libby, in this scene, double deniming it. Yes, she is. Double den. Mate. Double Demonym is coming back in. <laughs> double Double Demonyms. <laughs> double Demonyms. Double Demonyms. Double Double Den. Double Double. Fuck me! Double Denim is coming back in. Yes. yes, yes. Billy Ray Cyrus brought it, and then it's everyone's following suit yes. eventually. A few years behind, but back in the living room, and Hilda finally remembers how to turn into fire. She has to think about being fire. Gee, that's helpful. So Sabrina storms off like a negative Nancy and goes to sulk upstairs. That's the equivalent of be the ball. Be the ball. Be the ball. Don't just catch the ball. Be the ball. ball. She heads to the other realm to the Quizmaster's apartment. And who should answer the door, boys? (laughs) But that fucking giant mouse. And, you know, there's many ways they could do the giant mouse. I think they did it the best way. Just a, a surly, fat fuck with yeah. a cigar hanging out of his mouth. He calls Sabrina abroad. <laughs> he insists several times that she wants him, despite yeah. her displaying no attraction to him whatsoever. Um, he's he's just a delight. He's when the mouse was first mentioned back in oh what a tangled spell she weaves. Yes, I think um, he mentioned that uh, yeah a mouse has moved in. And messing up with his stuff. And we were like going, oh, I hope we see this mouse. Even better, I hope it's a man in a giant mouse costume. <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. It's this man. Yeah. He's got a greyed up face. He's in this massive mouse costume. Big fat fuck with a cigar. And it's so, so funny. It seems so throwaway at the time when it was mentioned. I just was not expecting... Because it's about ten episodes back, yeah. I think. I, I mean, we don't know what order the episodes were written and uh, shot in, of course. But yeah, 
Well done. And Continuity at its best. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, what have we said about the Quizmaster's apartment? Oh, it's got a mouse. All right, then. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> and the mouse, what, what does he say the mouse is doing in uh, what Tangle Spell she weaves? Is it playing his records? And... Yeah, playing his records and putting them back in the wrong place. Yeah. He's nibbling holes in his furniture. And eating all his food. But the whole playing the record thing implies that this mouse is human size. <laughs> yeah, so it's, yeah. it's good and possibly has like sentience on a human level. And thank God he does. Yeah. And also, the, the mouse is one thing, but just um, the Quizmaster mouse apartment in general is an absolute festival of modernist furniture. Yeah. Sort of like, it's also like Austin Powers' pad, isn't it? It's it is, yeah. Lots of colourful, unusual shaped things, including, you don't see it much, but a big egg TV. Yes, got big yeah. egg TV. I love big egg TV. So that's yeah. The the big egg TV. My personal favorite thing was uh, was a, a a chair in front of a desk, which was basically shaped like someone squatting down. <laughs> yeah. You just sat on it. <laughs> it was you you sat on you sat on the chair shaped man. Yeah, yeah. the man shaped chair. It was amazing, and it was exactly the kind of apartment we'd hope that we'd uh, see the quiz master in. I mean, as well. Thankfully, we can you know breathe a sigh of relief. He isn't homeless, despite no. the jokes that we made, and despite the kind of um, comments that we read a little too into. He is actually in a home, and it is evidently his. He does have a house, and I think for the entirety of this episode, he wore several different costumes, and on none of them did I notice an open barn door. So. <laughs> yes, yes, his uh, his zipper was was rightfully zipped up. Serena and the Quizmaster have an awkward chat. The Quizmaster also gives her the V's, but then you said, Graham said that's... Yes, um, she said, I wasn't sure what apartment you lived yeah. at, and he says two, and holds both his fingers up um, with the back of his hand, uh, which over here isn't very nice. <laughs> it's um, very nice, But uh, in America, uh, where they just flip you the bird, the single finger, the middle finger, uh, probably the um, hostility of that gesture is probably a little lost on them. Yeah, but for us, though, it's a bit, a bit shocking, isn't it? So Sabrina begins to apologise. However, Ralph steps out of the Quizmaster's bedroom. He's apparently been quizzing there, and Sabrina makes a comment, you never quizzed me at your apartment. This is all a bit weird. Yeah. This is all a bit weird, because obviously, you know, like, Supposedly, Sabrina and Ralph um, must be teenagers in order to be at the level they are, you know, like having a quiz master quiz them and things. That's how old they are. And obviously, there's an obvious implication of like, well, not actualization of they are having sex, but we like, they use the language. The joke is that they're talking about him quizzing somebody else, like somebody would talk about somebody either having an affair or, you know, somebody breaking up and, you know, shacking up with somebody else. Um, and it is funny, but at the same time, when you sort of like, when you read behind the implications, it does make you feel a bit uncomfortable. There's nothing yeah. actually wrong with it, but it's a little strange. Yeah, I think it's a clever use of the word, I yeah. think. But yeah, I think when you, if you're like us and you look and you're analysing everything, yeah. Yeah, it is a little, yeah, a little creepy. But yeah, they're just saying, uh, uh, why are you quizzing me? You never quizzed me here. Um, and then Ralph to say, oh, so you've never been to his weekend cabin? Yeah, at the lake. <laughs> at the lake, lakeside cabin. Yeah, but that, that's the thing as well. It's like, now the Quizmaster has a cabin. I thought he was struggling to make ends meet. Well, it's probably because he's bought a bloody cabin for, <laughs> just <laughs> for the cabin weekends. Quizmaster wages, and you know what they're like. So really, his problems are entirely self-inflicted. Yeah. <laughs> but I love how Maybe he... it's a timeshare. Could be it, could, it could be with the mouse. Probably, <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably. yeah. Bringing all these uh, mates round, uh, but yeah. So they're Im- yeah, implying sort of like the "you never quizzed me here. Why are you quizzing there? Oh, do you enjoy quizzing him? Yeah, it's a little uh, sort of 
bit like shagging, but uh, he's <laughs> a bit like shagging. It's a bit like shagging, yeah. Um, he even calls him by his first name, Albert, and this is where Sabrina learns his name. But obviously, spoilers, we learned him at the start. But um, yeah, so he goes, oh, you, "You never told me your name was Albert." And he goes, "Well, you, well, you never asked." Again, a bit like a a couple's uh, spat. Yeah. So Although, we, to be honest, if you've gone out with somebody and not learnt their name, then uh, that's uh... kind of shame on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. It's your you fault. Know. So Sabrina and Albert get into another fight because she refuses to admit that she needs him. So she storms off and slams the door behind her. She so wanted me. The mouse says as she leaves. Sabrina charges back into the witch's council to declare why she needs her quizmaster back. Look, you can't just barge in here assuming we have nothing better to do. Cue tumbleweed. Just just chasing across the scene. Like the House of Lords. They fuck all, really. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, they show that they say that they do fuck all uh, when we return there a little bit later. Serena says that they just had another major fight and they're both hurt and angry. And it's because they're friends, which is why she needs him back. We then get a look at all the wonderful things we've done together montage, which is bloody hilarious. They go on a safari, which yeah. is nice. In a hot air balloon. In a hot air balloon. Multicoloured hot air balloon. They give blood together, and he subsequently passes out from <laughs> too much blood. Uh, they get tattoos of each other's faces. Which was weird. Yeah. Yes. Uh, they try on dresses for each other. He pulled it off better. He yeah. pulls it off so much better. I believe you've had in dress. I mean, you know, they... they... He looked damn good. He, he looked damn good. I mean, the... Quality of 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 legs on display of the male cast members. You know, we've seen it from Paul Feig, seen it from Brian Cranston. I'm seeing Billy Ballard now. Yeah, they, they they have legs for days. Well, let's use that then. What's your what's your Faye five um, cast member legs in uh, in the show so far? Uh, It'd probably be Brian Cranston because we talk about his legs very often. So yes. I'd, I'd put him as, as number one. Cranston's number one. Cranston's yeah. always yeah. number one. Always will be. Yeah. Uh, I'm tempted to say uh, Lee Ballard is Lee straight at number two, yeah. two. And then, uh, yeah. Then... So he had a, they were just a great set of pins. Yeah. They really were. And then... Uh... Harvey had very athletic legs Harvey's when he got... was in um, Valerie's blouse. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah, he pulled, yeah, he pulled yeah. that off very well, yeah, actually. Yeah, he did, yeah. Um, to the point where it was almost unnoticeable. That's how well it was. It just seamless. Yeah. yeah. Mr. Poole had his legs out with his, uh, he with did, his and kilt. Jenny yeah. was very impressed. Yep. Jenny was oh, very yeah. impressed. Jeez, I think Louise. he has got to go at number four. There might be someone else with better legs, but I think um, he's got to go at number four. Yeah, I think number five... Hmm. I can't think of anyone else who's had their legs out. Um, Apart from, like, Zelda. Um, and I wouldn't be bothered about putting her at number five <laughs> behind all these male wonderful pins. Didn't Drell have his legs out when he was working out? He had his guns out. Oh, yeah, his guns out. He had his guns out. Yeah. Um, no, I think it, I think it is. It's got to be Zelda. Yeah, yeah, Zelda. So sorry, Beth Roger. You have got an amazing no, pair of like oh. no Salem. All the time. All Ooh. the time. <laughs> Salem's always got his legs yeah. out. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> duh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and the new puppet, yeah, that's number five right there. Yeah, there we so, go. Sorry, Beth, she's been bumped off for, <laughs> yeah. for an animatronic cat. <laughs> just what we're into. It's just what we're into. Um... But yeah, so he rocks his dress better than uh, Melissa Joan Hart does. But then the last one is they're boxing, and Serena gives him a jab in the stomach. <laughs> And even fucking gives her a hook in the chops. <laughs> he wails on her. I don't know what well, doesn't wail on her, but like he properly gives her full on just like 
full-on just decks her. <laughs> I, I don't know how they could have faked this, to be honest. It's so convincing. <laughs> yeah. It's a proper comedy, like, sitcom, like you said. You get a proper thud noise yeah. off yeah. it. And it's so it's his funny. Face. It's his face afterwards yeah. as well. Yeah. Just that wonderful expression of, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't normally say a woman being punched is funny, obviously. Obviously but, not, no. yeah, just, just, yeah, just how unexpected it is, the sitcom crunch, and just his, just his, his face, his <laughs> instant remorse. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's his facial acting of just like, oh my god, oh my god, no, I'm so sorry, it's just brilliant. Because <laughs> he's on this, like, just having friendly, com- uh, friendly uh, competition, and yeah, he just retaliates by getting hit by just hitting harder, and yeah, props, props to both of them, Melissa Joan Hart, for really, like, selling that. Yeah. <laughs> that shot. She's a good worker. Yeah, <laughs> fucking hell. However, even after that delightful admission of love and respect, her request is still denied. I just, sorry, Phil. I, I have one qualm with the montage. What is it, Christopher? The one qualm I have with the montage is uh, literally didn't change costumes. Yeah, they're in. It was all the same costume. Well, they're in two different costumes, but for the same thing. So they're in like a PE kit, such for the tattoo and for the boxing, yeah. and then the clothes that they've been wearing in this episode. Yes, in yeah. the others. It's supposed literally that the scene that's just happened in the apartment goes yeah. away from then. But maybe the reason like Sabrina was so upset was because not only has he moved on, he he was wearing and she was wearing the same clothes that they're wearing during all the good times they've had. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe that's it. Yeah, yeah. every t- you know every time she wears these clothes, she's like, oh, I remember all that those good times that we've had on safari. Yeah, and stuff. It's a shame though that with um, with the amazing costume department that we know that they've got. They couldn't just yeah. get them dressed up, but uh, nonetheless, I don't don't think it takes anything away from the montage. I think it was very, very funny, particularly that punch, which yeah, yeah just took <laughs> took us all by surprise. Between the punch and and the show of legs, it was yeah. just a brilliant montage. Yeah, yeah, possibly the best montage so far. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Back in school, and even Harvey has surpassed Sabrina in understanding Zelda's chemistry conundrum. I'm the only one in the class who hasn't figured it out, Sabrina says. Oh, I don't think our foreign exchange student has got any either. We then cut to the back of the class. Way to go, Laosh! And he says, even with my rudimentary understanding of English, I am more advanced than the blonde girl. Yes. <laughs> Subtitles tell us. I don't know what language he's speaking there. I don't know where he's supposed to be from. He's obviously dressed in some sort of like traditional garb because as we know in other countries everybody wears their traditional costume all the time yeah Yeah, I don't um, know if he's supposed to uh, I don't know like Greek or Turkish yeah possibly I mean in the credits he's called Stavros but he's not called Stavros he's called Laosh yes so I'd assume that maybe he was supposed to be Greek but uh, still, though, yeah, even with his rudimentary understanding of English, yeah. he is surpassing Sabrina in science. I'm, I'm not sure if that's racist on on their part, really. <laughs> well, the the sort of like the weird like oh, foreign exchange student in like you know sort of like the the the, the garb he's in. Possibly that was a bit racist. I was like, oh no, no. I meant the name. Mm, I don't know. I don't know about the name. Something happened there, and I don't know what happened. Yeah. They just so... didn't watch the episode back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, either way, the um, yeah, when I saw like oh, the student in the guy, I was like, oh, is this going to be a bit oh, like like the like nineties things can be? But it kind of redeemed itself with the the joke that he that he gets it. Yeah, and, it, it's a funny joke. And he's, he's clearly uh, like very intelligent and. So- so yeah, you know, it, you know he doesn't actually understand the language your lessons being taught, and he's got it. And he also recognizes that Sabrina is just, just. just <laughs> yeah, it's dense. kind of it's kind of a bit stereotypical in terms of or oh, is a foreign exchange student speaking their own language, yeah, yeah. wearing their own clothes. Yeah. However, 
you know, the joke is actually on Sabrina, though. Yeah. Despite that, the joke turns on its head, yes. and he's actually very intelligent. Yeah. yeah. And even not understanding the what? language, he's been able to solve this so tricky... It so it works. What would have been a completely flip if he didn't speak in the native language and just spoke in English with an accent? Yeah. That, it'd just be like, what? But, yeah, and then it'd probably be an American actor just going, Hello, yeah. I am a foreign student student! So, uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I am Stavros. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Serena then has a meltdown and begins daydreaming about being a no-brain dunce where everyone patronises her, talks to her as if she has no brain and is only capable of clapping the chalkboard erasers. Harvey's pat on the head was a favourite moment. Yeah, how do we feed ourselves, Sabrina? That's right, with a spoon. And pats, pats her on the head. Did you dress yourself this morning? <laughs> of course I dress myself. Maybe next time I'll be able to feed myself, which leads into that. And the, um, I think the, the real unsettling thing, aside from sort of the hazy, like, you know, sort of like seasick sort of camera work and uh, screen effect and everything, is how she begins the sequence. Why is everybody treating me like I'm stupid? You yeah. know, I'm, I'm not stupid. Stop, stop patronising me. And then when Zelda brings to the front of the class for a very important job, which is clapping the rubbers together, and uh, she says Sabrina likes clapping the rubbers together, and then she gets into it. Doesn't yeah, she? yeah. She starts shouting. What she starts shouting? Um, Sabrina likes clapping the erasers. Sabrina likes clapping yeah. the erasers. Sabrina likes clapping the erasers. And it just descends into absolute fucking chaos. Yeah, and this yeah, it's sort of blur, like very sort of. Uh, swooping camera angles yeah, and, and close-ups, laughing, and... aren't they? Yeah. yeah, it's that it's that sort of telltale sign of if you treat someone like an idiot, they will become the idiot yeah. because they don't think that they are capable of achieving. Yeah, mm. that's what it is, and it's, it's harrowing. Yeah. Harrowing. Well, that that whole sort of little scene was yeah. very disturbing, just, wasn't yeah, it? Watch them like gaslight her into thinking she's an idiot. It's really, yeah. really, mm. but very well done. I think and, so, yeah. Yeah, and something interesting, a very good new thing to try. So I, yeah, I, I, I and, it's, and, it. and just like some of these gags that feel not out of place in Sabrina, like they just feel like they've come from somewhere else, yes. but they make they work in the episode. This again feels like it's come from a completely different show because we've not yeah. seen anything shot presented like this yeah. yet. And but I, I think it works very well. It's just very disturbing. Yeah, and it's a very short scene, but it's going to stay with me. It's going to stay with you. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's the most memorable. One of the most memorable scenes in the show so far, and that goes... I'm going to have nightmares, I was to say. Yeah. Yeah. After that chilling daydream, Libby wakes her up uh, so she can help Sabrina with her chemistry, and her generosity is repaid by having her tongue magically sticking out of her mouth, unable to go back in. So again, messing with Libby's body and and just putting her through horrible ordeals. just because she was pissed off that Libby was asked to go and help her. Yeah, she's when pissed she off at Zelda help. being pally pally with Libby, but she's she's been a supporting teacher, and Sabrina can't see that. Libby definitely brings out the worst in Sabrina, and it's because Libby is the worst. She is the worst. However, like Sabrina's most sort of petulant hmm. uh, acts are all against Libby. Yeah, the most vindictive things she does are to Libby. Mm. Always. Yeah. Turning into a goat, turning into a pineapple, it's all, yeah. Giving her Parkinson's. Giving her Parkinson's, uh, making her a jigsaw. <laughs> yeah. Zelda freezes the classroom and Sabrina goes off on one, venting so much that she turns into a tornado and crashes through the living room. Tornado in the house, Salem says. Her rage also turns into fire, so she seems to have nailed her elements right in the nick of time, as the Witch's Council declare that she has passed. Hooray! So hang on. 
No formal examination, just as and when. Well, as we know, the quizmasters are always watching. They always know that she's yeah. going to do this, or they can see that that she's doing it. And as soon as she's completed these this test, that's it. She's passed straight yeah. away. So I think the quizmaster was there just to encourage her to tell her to do it, to offer her, her help. But in the end, she managed to do it without him. Okay. But she needs him, though, anyway. Oh, yeah. As we'll see this. She's also cracked Zelda's chemistry problem and can't remember the last time she felt so good. What she does, actually, it was hanging out with the quizmaster. So she returns to the council and pleads her case, which is accepted, and he is now reinstated as her quizmaster again. She heads back to his gaff to tell him that she passed her elements test, and he's thrilled. Sabrina then goes to apologise to Ralph, but he ain't there, because Albert broke it off as he was just too perfect. He pretends that Ralph uh, is, is there... Even to the point of throwing his voice to make it sound like uh, there's somebody uh, calling from the other room. Yeah. Maybe he's lost his career in ventriloquism. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe, yeah. That's uh, that's possible. But he throws the voice um, just as he's about to head to the bedroom straight away. But he says, no, he's not here. I, I broke it off, he says. So again, yeah. insinuating that it's a bit like a... The quizmaster-pupil relationship is a bit like a, like yeah. a relationship, as, as we typically know one to be. I miss the way you loathed seeing me. I think I have self-esteem issues, uh, the Quizmaster says. That's great. <laughs> Not your self-hatred, of course. <laughs> That's the kind of joke don't really see in Sabrina very much. Yeah, but yeah. It's, but yeah. It's, it's very amusing. Yeah, yeah very good. Uh, they both make amends and return to being Quizmaster and Pupil, which was very nice to see because yes. they, we, this whole episode's really been about the Quizmaster and the way he is outside of the job yeah. and how much... How much that teaching and specifically Sabrina means to him. He's real. He's a bit forceful with her, but he just wants her to pass. Yeah, because it's because he, really, he cares. It's because he cares, and this whole episode is about Sabrina realizing that, yeah, you know, she might not like the Quizmaster looming over her shoulder all the time, but at the end of the day, they're friends. Yes. The credits roll, and the Quizmaster and Sabrina are enjoying a hot air balloon tour of the other realm. Oh, and it turns out that that giant mouse snuck on board, still under the illusion that Sabrina wants a piece of him. Before we conclude, Philip, I have one thing. Zelda froze her classroom. Yes. We did not see her unfreeze that classroom. Has she done it again? Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, because as soon as Serena crashed in with her tornado, she was just there. Yeah, which means she probably just magged herself away from the classroom. Didn't matter if anyone saw it or not, because they were all frozen, so they won't remember anyway. Um, Is the whole school frozen? Or just the classroom? I wonder if all of Westbridge is frozen apart from witches. I wonder if that's how... Just like how in Bernard's watch. Yeah. Bernard can stop everything, but not the people who gave him the watch. They can always move. So yeah, I think maybe it's a bit like that. Same universe. (laughs) Same universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same universe. Bernard's watch, man. Magical item. But I reckon she's done it again. So in 50 to 70 years, we're going to have a cutscene back to that classroom <laughs> as well. And then you just cut to Libby, just a skeleton, but with a tongue still sticking <laughs> yeah. out. <laughs> well, there we go. That is the end of episode 22 quiz show. Very, very funny. Things in there that we've not seen in Sabrina yet. Uh, you know, the level of humour and, and weird, sort of surreal, disturbing uh, scenes. But overall, I think... In terms of jokes, I think the strongest episode thus far. I yeah, think. yeah, definitely. Probably not the best episode plot-wise or character development-wise, but I think in terms of setting out to be a funny sitcom for young adults, yes. adults like us, very, very strong. I 
really, really liked how many different sort of component parts there were that sort of made this episode good. Like we, like we said earlier, the subplot um, was relevant to the main plot, but sort of worked in its own right. Um, the fact that there were so many different scenes, um, settings that kept being revisited. Um, it was good to see the Witches Council again. It was sadly minus Drell, but um, mm. it's good to see. Definitely good to see the Quizmaster's apartment. Yeah, um, we did get a lot of school stuff as well. It was just such a good synergy of things that the show has always done well and things that it's not done before, which yeah. were introduced here and handled very well as well. Yeah, and I think it's late enough in the show's run to try different things yes. as well, and I think it was the perfect time uh, perfect time to do that. Chris, yeah, anything anything further about this episode? It's just It, it just shows that um, they can merge all these different elements together uh, and have a a wonderful, wonderful episode to go along with it, and they shouldn't be afraid of doing it more often. Oh, we noted uh, that uh, the the writer of this, the head writer of this episode, was was Holly Hester, and she's she's been on on the show since the start of this season. Anyway, yeah. um, I don't know exactly how many episodes that she's actually written. She's been a producer on on yeah. most of the episodes, but this one was in collaboration with uh, Nick Kai and Frank Conniff. So, yeah. so three clearly very funny minds in this episode. Yeah. I feel. I feel yeah, feel Nick and Frank have brought the clever jokes, and Holly's brought the interesting ways of doing stuff. Yeah, I'm not sure what her prior credits were, but I, it feels like someone who definitely has experience with a very different kind of show. Yeah, um, to Sabrina, and I think obviously we don't really know how the writing process works, but I feel like she probably. Um, yeah, probably brought new things to the table that certainly weren't there in season one, haven't been in there for most of season two, and I think sometimes sort of like spreading sort of like the writing staff outwards, and I can say that causes the show to lose its identity, but this is a very much a way in which some new blood with some new ideas can work in a positive way when they collaborate with the existing creative forces. Yes. Yeah, they might have a lot of writers, directors and producers on this show, but I feel every one of them brings something yes. to the table and it's not cluttered, messy or you know, I think it absolutely does the job, and this yeah. is a fine example of that. I'm excited to find out what Chris will score this episode as, because at the end of each episode, Chris is our rank master. Rank master C has been called as well in the past, and it's up to him to uh, to give this episode a score out of something. I mean, Gray merely have to agree or disagree with him. Chris, what do you think of it? Well, I'm going to dive straight into the swirling vortex that leads to the pool realm and give it 7.5 fecals out of matter. Okay, 7.5 fecals out of matter. Um, I'm going agree, disagree. I'm going to go an extra little nugget higher and um, <laughs> give it an 8. 8, okay. Um, I'm going to give it... I'm going to say 9. 9? Wow. Nine. Whoa. Ooh. That, think, that is a lot of faecal matter there. And that is an awful lot of feces there. But no, I, I'm going to give it nine because when I watched this the first time, I I just loved the unexpected jokes and I loved how clever the, the jokes were, how unexpected they were. Yeah, I'm going to say nine. I hope this high continues with our next episode. If it involves a parallel Pooniverse, I'm in. <laughs> well, it definitely takes place in a giant overpriced piece of shit anyway. Episode 23 is called Disney World. It is, isn't it? Oh, um, shit. <laughs> um, uh, what do you think it's about? They go to Disney World. Do they go to Disney? They go to Disney World. Or is there Disney World in the other realm and actually Walt Disney was a witch? Oh, okay. Maybe. 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 
But I mean, I mean how else does a mouse talk? <laughs> yeah. Well, we saw it in this episode. Yeah. Right? That's what I mean. It's yeah. in the it's in the witching realm. Could have based it on his real wife uh, flatmate. Uh, <laughs> you never know. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I guess they go to Disney World, which is surprising because it's not a Disney Channel show, is it? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess I guess that's where we're going. I don't know why or when, but we're going to Disney World. Uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, okay. So they go to Disney World, and Sabrina brings to life some animatronics. Okay, okay. On, on the uh, it's a small world uh, after all. Oh right. no! <laughs> of, of, of all the animatronics you could have brought to life, that would by, be by far the most scarring. So I hope that doesn't happen. You know, five nights at Disney's, maybe. Well, Disney World is the class go to Animal Kingdom for a field trip, and Serena turns Valerie and Libby into zebras. Oh no! Wow. So expect a lot of zebras. In yes, zebras. That's what they'll call them, and oh, we will shit. we will grimace every time. Most of this episode takes place on location, so again, something a bit new. That will be interesting. We see some hotel sets, yeah, but uh, a lot of it is is actually uh, filmed on location. So. Like those Coronation Street straight to DVD uh, holiday things. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, we like one of those. <laughs> Great. Thank you very much for joining us for episode twenty-two. Goldberg. Thank you. For, I hope you have enjoyed it. My name has been Phil Dean, and that man is shouting extremely loudly was Mr. Graham Riley. Thank you, Graham. You're welcome. It was great when we talked about poo, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and the other man that also talked about uh, a lot of shit was Chris Evans. Thank you, Chris. Well, you know, I am full of hot air and gas, so it's fine. I like to let rip. Sabrina the Teenage Watch is available in many different formats, so whether you're listening to us on SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, or iTunes, please leave us a comment or a review. Your support means we get more listeners, and it means our hard work is not going to waste. And we can look at ourselves in the mirror. If you want to contact us or keep up to date with our episodes, you can follow us on Twitter, at Sabrina Watch. And you can find us on Facebook, just search for Sabrina the Teenage Watch, and there we shall be. And thank you to you for listening wherever you are. And remember, may every little thing you do be be magic. magic.